What up? Hello, friends. Hello, friends, uh, fans, uh, haters, because uh, I hope we have at least one. It's a measurement of success oh, yeah. is one person hates you at least. Well, I mean, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> that's, we're, we're each other's haters. I exactly. hate you and you hate me. That ensures yeah, so our we, success. We got that covered. <laughs> I was thinking about that recently. I'm like, everybody hates something for like no fucking reason. You know, does that make sense? Like meaning like you ever talk to somebody? And like, they'll, you'll bring up something and it'll make them mad, you know, yeah. just mad at the idea that you just brought that up. Uh, yeah. Like I was listening to, uh, not even like this was this is not an example of someone getting mad. I don't always mean mad, but they get annoyed. Like I was listening to, uh, this podcast It's called history hyenas. Right. And okay. these two guys are just kind of like goofy guys or whatever, but they happen to want to talk about. Uh, politics, right? Like because of everything that's going on with Biden or whatever, right? Uh, and they were, they had Joey Coco Diaz on the podcast, and then they're like, like, what do you think about this? I mean, you're you're Cuban, right? Like I, I heard a lot of Cubans are Republicans. You know, what do you think? Whatever, right? And you can just see the way he turned down that question of like, you know, I don't, I don't talk about politics. I don't, I don't, I'm not political. I don't talk about politics. You could see, like, they didn't annoy him, but hearing about that subject annoys him. And that's a bad example because that's, like, something that annoys a lot of people. But, like, sometimes you'll talk to someone and then, they'll, you know, you'll just be like, uh, oh, here's mine. There's a movie that was made years ago. Not many years ago. I'm going to look up when it was made. But it's called Savages. Yeah. Uh, it's a 2012 film uh, starring the dude who was in the movie Kick-Ass. Like him, like grown up or whatever. And I fucking hated that movie. I hated yeah. it. Oh no, Savages. Savages. I, Savages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't stand that movie. I watched the whole thing. I was with, I, it was me, my brother and his girlfriend. And we just kind of like watched it on a whim on like a Friday night. And I hated it. Couldn't stand it. And if someone brings that up, not it's not brought up often. It wasn't like some popular movie, but like I remember one time someone was near me scrolling through like Netflix or something like that, one of the streaming sites, and saw Savages, and they're like, "Oh, have you seen this?" And I would not address that movie other than, "I will not watch that movie. I hate that movie. Don't bring it up." Like yeah. I irrationally hate that movie everything about that movie i don't remember what it was it was i guess the bad acting the stupid story the fact that they're trying to sell you young pretty people but i hated that movie and they're trying I, to sell you young pretty people as dangerous <laughs> yes that was one of it was like they're they're like good looking white people skinny and like you know whatever and then they're like oh these are some of the biggest drug dealers in la no they're not they are not yeah. They are not. They're the type of ones that fucking. You, they're the type of kids that if they got caught with like cocaine, and you were like your family was a little bit poorer than theirs. Yeah. Like you were screwed in that car <laughs> because you know you're getting pinned. <laughs> yeah, they're that that type of dangerous. They're that type yeah, of yeah, pretty yeah. white dangerous. Just they'll get away with it and you won't. 
But that's why there was that movie, uh, fucking, what was it, Dog something with uh, Justin Timberlake? Oh, fuck, dog what was it? Yeah. Alpha Dog, right? That I liked better because that movie was about white criminals from the suburbs. But the whole context of the movie was like, they're, they're suburban criminals, right? Like, they're supposed to look quasi-normal, but really they're like, you know, one of the dads is like a big drug dealer or something like that. So like, that's what they were trying to sell. They weren't trying to sell like, anyway, the point, my point is I fucking hate the movie savages and don't bring up, bring it up around me. Cause it actually makes me mad. Like I'm not joking. It makes me mad, but that's what I'm talking about. Is like, there's certain subjects that someone just hates. You have to hate something in life. I don't, I, you know what else I hate? I hate people who say, I don't hate anything. Or anyone. Hate is a strong word. I hate when people tell me hate is a strong word. I once, I had an, a boss back in the day. And she was just very, you know, snoopy. And like, you know, like you, you'll like, you'll be, I, w- I was doing phone surveys. And, and I was probably wearing a headset similar to this right now, which is embarrassing. I've gone nowhere. Um, but like, you'd be working, whatever, talking to your friends. And all of a sudden you'd like turn around and she'd be right there. Like being like, Hey, are you doing your work or whatever, right? Mm. So one day I go to my coworker and I'm like, let's call this woman Jean, right? I'm like, I hate, what the, f- she's not going to listen to this. I, Indu, her name was Indu. And I go, I hate Indu. And we all hated Indu. She was annoying, right? Mm. But the person turned to me and said, whoa, I don't ever say hate. Hate is a strong word. And now I hate them. Yeah, I I can't stand people who won't admit to hating something, like or yeah, hate someone. Really, hate really isn't a, a strong word. It's it's a, it's a very personal word. It's a very it's personal. an appropriate word. It's like I mean I to hate something say like, don't don't do that. It's like are you serious right now? Like you're gonna tell me not to despise dislike really hate something like movie wise don't bring up that movie elephant to me um it was like <laughs> a, it was up. like it was like a gus van sant some type of like artsy film oh, and okay. i i picked it up one day when i was working at a, at a video store and um that movie man it's a, it's supposed to be about a school shooting and just the like the standstill artsy shots, like they'll just mm-hmm. focus in on a character walking away for way too long. And it was over the top artsy. And then when it came time for the school shooting to happen, the two school shooters just basically go in the shower and suck each other off. <laughs> 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 and I'm watching this gay porn thinking like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then they go off and they shoot up the kids. And yeah. then one of them shoots the other. And then he shoots himself. So it was almost like basically, I guess, a commentary on the uh, bowling, uh, the, uh, the, the yeah. whole Columbine thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess their commentary was, you know, it, it was pretty gay, wasn't it? I'm <laughs> um, back. My internet shut down for a second. Hmm. Yeah, it, it ended making sense. You said it, the commentary was, it was pretty gay, wasn't it? Like, that's the whole point of that movie. There was no, like... There's oh, the world? movie, like, to me, is like, okay, is this a comment? Is this commentating on, like, the bowling, on, on the Columbine situation? And, I keep um, referencing the documentary. That's what's I fucking keep, you up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> you know, that's really like, like that documentary. <laughs> that's like, oh, you remember when uh, Fahrenheit 9-11 happened? And you're like, you mean the documentary about 9-11? Oh, yeah. Fahrenheit 9-11. Yeah, not the tragedy. The, uh, no, no. the, 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 the movie. Michael Moore. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that, that movie wasn't so good. Uh, not Fahrenheit 9-11. I think I went to go watch it in theaters. Which is a weird thing to go watch in theaters, actually. I think that one was still... I was going to use the word enjoyable, but it probably shouldn't be used in context of that movie. But that one was all right. I think he made a third one. Like, he had Bowling for Columbine, right? And then Fahrenheit 9-11. And then he had, like, a third one. And that third one was like, okay, Michael Moore, we're done with you. Like, that's... I have to Shit, What it. was it? Michael Moore... Um, let's see what movies. Uh, was it, it, you know what? Was it, it was Super the, Size Me? No, that's a different guy. Uh, that's oh. a that's a different guy. Was Fahrenheit 9/11 the one where he uh, he like went to Canada and said? It, I think it was the one where it was all talking about how Canada's better, which I should have enjoyed, but like I think I just was done with him by then. Uh, I think he was like in that movie, mostly talking about like Americans' love uh, for guns, basically. And mm-hmm. then he made a few references to Canada about, uh, how, okay. about how we're just sort of like better than them. And I, I, I don't know about that. Like, it just didn't seem like, like I don't even know where's better. The U.S. to me seems better because they have more shit. Um, over here, it just seems like everything that we get imported is always like the crappier lamer version of it and the u.s gets it all yeah no like in, in terms of like material things they're way better than us like i even heard mm-hmm. their internet is a little faster you know like in every material thing they're better than us we don't make better mm-hmm. mat- like unless you're going to argue like you know maybe in a certain town like montreal or something like that there's better food or something like that like or the fact that Toronto has all the multiculturalism. There's so much different types of food. But besides, like, maybe that one aspect, if you're just talking, like, I am a capitalist and I live in my house, right? And mm. I buy TVs and have internet and stuff. Theirs is way better. They even sell their things for cheaper. You can, like, buy a bottle of whiskey for, like, fucking, like, 13 bucks over there, Right? like a 750 milliliter or a 26 ounce if you're American, right? Like in those ways, they're better. I actually do believe Canada is better in a lot of ways, but nothing, it's not as, stuff thing you can't quantify as much as like here, look at this thing that's better. Their, their TV is better. This is why I like, I used to have a teacher in high school who would argue that like, oh, the U.S. isn't going to be the number one superpower in the future, right? Like one day you'll see, they're not going to be number one. And I came to the argument that, you know, what's the only thing that will keep them as number one. It's that their movies, I don't care what anyone says. I'm of half Indian descent. Nobody's watching Bollywood or Chinese flicks over American movies. American media, mm-hmm. like... Music will always be like people listen to American music and then you're like, oh, I actually also like, you know, listening to reggaeton sometimes. Like no one's going to put that those musics as number one, you know. So maybe in terms of money they have in their country, 
or like, you know, superpowered military control. But in the end, you're always going to look to the U.S. like the popular kid. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's there's really like I think the U.S. almost reminds me a bit of like a um, like a salesman, almost like a really good, you know, kind of like a car salesman type of person. Yeah. It, it's just like you you want to buy from them and you want to you want to do business with them. Yeah. Um, globally, the uh, yeah, their media and their entertainment, what they put out there, how they package it, like it's just very, you know, everybody around the world knows some English uh, because of like like movies, um, you know, whatever it is, it's uh, it's it's very influential. I don't think the U.S. Uh, I mean, what other country over the U.S. would be able to influence the entire world like at no point will fucking you know south korea uh influence the entire <laughs> globe that's what i like, mean it, it just won't happen there's nothing if the the thing about the u.s sells it i think they got a pretty cool looking flag it's it's kind of like whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. they got Captain a bad america it's corny hey. it's corny but right. it's, ba- it's badass it's you better see it. yeah right exactly it, it, it looks uh, very powerful. So I think it's about the image that they're portraying out there. People want to be American. They want to be as close to that as possible. They, you know, they, um, they're the biggest influencers. But yeah, as far as the superpowers, like fucking, what is it? China is going to basically be eating all of our lunches in a few years. So they're the ones that we owe so much money to, apparently. That's what I want to also sort of mention when you said... Uh, what just bugs you? Like, what is something that, you know, for some reason, you don't know why, but it bugs you. Yeah. I'm like, I guess the Illuminati for me, because I don't know if they're real. <laughs> they are. So not knowing bugs you. Yes. You want to just it, it know. Really... You know what? I'm with you. There's a lot of, yeah. like, we've talked about this podcast. Like, you have, you've gone down your, your well of, like, conspiracy theories and stuff like that. I'm, I make fun of you, but I'm not completely against you. So it does bug me too. I just want to know, you know, just tell me. I won't tell yeah. nobody. I swear. You tell me, I swear I won't tell anybody. I mean, there has to be. Like, there, in my mind, it just, that's how, because in high school, for example, in a way, there was an Illuminati within high school. Mm-hmm. Like, as far as like the, the power structure and, and how it, it gets sort of, um, you know, compartmental, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller, the higher and higher you go. Um, and, and I think that's pretty much how the world operates. Like, there, let, let's say you're the most powerful man in your country. Like, whatever the uh, the positions of power are in, in your parliament or whatever. Let's say the the highest seat is you. Yeah. Well, now you're in a different room. Now you're going to a room where a person who occupies that seat, like let's say it's Justin Trudeau in Canada, like he has that most powerful person in Canada yeah, seat. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the U.S., Donald Trump will have that seat. In um, Germany, whatever, Mer- Merkel will have it, uh, uh, France, Macron, whatever. So these people are in a different room now, but they're all together. Mm-hmm. So now you're part of that group. Now in that group, who's the highest person in, in that room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you go, okay. So, so you <laughs> the try guy to in the like, big chair. Bring, like, like they're in a yeah, circle. Exactly. I imagine they're, they're in a circular like table like when you see like congress or like parliament they're always like you know there's all the t- but then there's the president sits on that big throne you know it's made of skulls it's yeah. made of skulls yeah when you're at the un right 
I know not yeah. the televised UN, but the dark UN. You know who's you're right. Who's sitting in that chair? Is it Jay Z? Yeah. Because that's what a lot of people on the internet think. Oh, shit. Emperor Hova. That would... um, (laughs) I think he gets mad at the Canadian guy uh, who addresses him as JZ. (laughs) JZ. That's such a stupid fucking joke. I liked it. I did like it. It was cute. I got to throw out one cute joke all right, I got that maybe, episode. and maybe that's your answer, but I got a question, and I'm going to get like comic book nerdy for a second. All right, so mm. in comic books, well, in DC Comics, there's this thing called the Morbius chair, right? And if you sit in the chair, anything you want to know, you can know, right? Yeah. Say you could sit in the chair for one second, like only enough time to ask one question. And just to eliminate this, because I think this is a boring answer, I don't know if it would be your answer anyway, but let's eliminate, like, does God exist, right? Let's throw that out the window you can't ask that right you know one thing only one thing like could be you know is michael jackson still alive or was he an alien uh is are the illuminati real uh who's the head of the you could ask one question one question only what question would you ask um I know, like, whatever my answer is going to be probably isn't, like, the, the actual real answer because yeah. like, that's that's heavy. Like, I'd have to go you have searching to think about for that, that chair. Yeah. You know, Goblin I'd have and to ochre have homework. Like an answer. Yeah, just to see uh, what it would be. But, like, just as, like, okay, if I could be in that chair and ask one question, I'd probably ask it, who was that bitch that gave me herpes? No, just <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's was Vince. It Shonda, Laquanda. It was Vince. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, that's no. good. I, I would have to think like uh, it would have to be something in line with. You know what? I, I think I kind of know. I, I I'd want to know what, and and I don't want just the answer to be you know you're a human being. I'm like I want to know what exactly am I? Like I, I would want to just know, uh, what made and, and i guess that sort of falls in line with like is god real does that exist okay but you're trying to figure but, out but like, I, I just want to know what the fuck i, I like is why, there a why, soul or are you just yeah. like organic computer yeah am i just some fucking you know weird like 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 we're all in the universe of like some type of martian yeah so i just want to know like what kind of martian am i like am i uh you know it, it's sort of like sometimes you um you know, in the last month that, you know, my life, it's been a little bit sort of, let's we'll say different. <laughs> um, uh, you know, a lot of the, you go through that and you, and you kind of be like, I, what the fuck's, what's the point of this shit? I feel like I'm just yeah, wasting yeah. my time. So uh, I think my question would uh, revolve my, yeah, it would revolve around trying to figure out what, yeah, what that is. What that but, is. But you could also just make up some, I mean, you can make up so many stupid fucking answers for, <laughs> oh, you know, um, is is uh, Ricky Bobby uh, Stroganov, you know, actually a genius? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's not. <laughs> you know, you know yeah. I have a comment to the that. The machine breaks. <laughs> I will. I will. I have a comment to that. I'll get right back to that. I just want to give my quick answer. Is you're right. Any of like any supernatural things? That would be my real question. I guess. But if I eliminate those, like, really, I would want to know, like, is there an afterlife or is this it? Like, do my eyes close and that's it? They never reopen? Or am I, like, a fucking, like, 
cantaloupe or like a blade of grass or or a, or a, a ant or something you know am i reborn or is there a heaven you know that is there an afterlife would probably be my number one question but if you eliminate all supernatural things i just want to know like i know enough people in my life that think there's a sinister thing behind everything you know meaning like this like you know, it's just like that idea where the president becomes a president. He finds out about all the secrets he didn't know. Like you're talking Illuminati, but also it's just like everything that happens. You know, is there someone behind COVID? You know, is there is there someone behind selling us fatty foods so that we're fat? The the chlorine, like all the, I would want to try to capture all conspiracies together in that is everything in life a machination of other like human beings that i don't like know about you know like a is everything this uh, is this whole country fake is it all the countries like fake and we're really being controlled by or you know is the president like kind of in control and like there are those people and they're kind of in control of a few things but really if i want to live my life on my own they don't know about me they don't they're not trying to do it like i just want to know if they're evil people always trying to do stuff I know some of the times they are, so I don't need that question. But always, is everything, everything the machinations of the Illuminati or is it just some of the things? That would be my question. Um, yeah, something along those lines is definitely, you know, that shit is so, it, it's so fascinating because like, you know, the question would be sort of like, you know, was humanity uh, really hijacked by a reptilian race of shapeshifters uh, who have influenced our, you know, our suit, our, our power bodies and are really just a predatory uh, type of uh, monster that eat, that feeds on us and, and has figured out a way kind of like the matrix, like they use us like batteries in the matrix, but this really is part of a farming system for these types of predators. And, you know, the, uh, the soul is, or the, uh, the, the awareness, the, the, whatever your like sort of consciousness is like in there, like when we talk right now, like you're what, with whatever the fuck's how you see, whatever that is, does that go somewhere? Is that something that is, is it something as fucking, I, I don't know, like, can you actually touch it? Kind of like if you can uh -huh. your uh, any other part of your body, is it something like that? But it's like, and are we being juicied up for that when we die? And these, uh, you know, coming in and out of dimensions, so like interdimensional uh, creatures, are they just going to devour us after we die as well? Because they've hijacked us. So whatever happens to us, like maybe we're supposed to be reborn. Maybe we're supposed to go to a different dimension, whatever it is. But it seems like they've cut that off and are yeah. controlling it for predatory reasons. I would ask that very specific question. <laughs> and then I think the answer would just be, what? Yeah, you'd be like, can you rephrase that? <laughs> you're trying to cheat to your question has sub-questions. Exactly. So you're trying to fit in sub-questions into yours. I, you know what yeah. I always thought was fucked up about? Uh, it's a very uh, quantum question. Yeah. The Matrix? Sure. Is that like, okay, and this, nobody else questions this unless they kind of believe in like some higher power or heaven or something like that. So maybe I'm just an idiot. 
But because I believe in heaven, I always thought I'm like, okay, if the matrix was like real, isn't it fucked up that all the people who like when you die just in the matrix, you die of old age or whatever, and they don't need you as a battery anymore. So they shoot your stupid limb body down into like the garbage. Right. Yeah. When you wake up in heaven and you're like, Hey, you know, St. Peter or whatever, or like Krishna, you know, uh, what's up. And, and then you look back at earth and you're like, wait, fucking none of it was real. 80 years. I lived my life. None of it was real. And now when I want to peek in on the earth, it's none of it is what I was used to. So I'm just peeking in on like some barren wasteland and people partying in a cave. Yeah, you were just some asshole that was yeah. in a tube. That you were you grown like to... a yeah, you were grown like a vegetable. And then after you died, they liquidated you and they fed you intravenously to other uh, vegetable people. And so... then you find out other people were smart enough or free thinkers enough to get out of being a vegetable, and you weren't one of them. And like you thought, you must have thought, you know what? I was a little special, you know. Like I, I, and then you find out, no, you were, you were just a fucking idiot but here's a thought like those like if you think about how they treat clones like they're like oh clones you know have no soul yeah you think like it like with those matrix two babies have souls like the ones that wake up with that big fucking plug in the back of their heads it's like you would think that if you're just farmed like that yeah like like crop um you definitely don't have a soul. So you're not getting <laughs> so none of it matters. Only Tank and Dozier, those two interracial guys <laughs> on the ship are getting into heaven. <laughs> uh, tank and Dozier are going to heaven. Oh. <laughs> oh. I felt so bad for the actor who played, I don't know if it was Dozer or Tank, whatever, the younger one. Because he survives the first movie and just doesn't make it in the second and third movie for no reason. And, like, <laughs> yeah. his brother's wife is in it, but not him for some yeah. reason. I don't know what happens to Tank. Yeah, well, yeah, Tank was the the smaller one, right? Yeah, I and guess Dozier so. Dozier was yeah. the big one. I guess. Um Yeah, that's – uh, who knows? He, he probably, like, thought he was bigger than he was and the director didn't like him anymore that the Wachowski <laughs> sisters uh didn't like his sass on stage <laughs> like one minute he's being directed by two brothers yeah. and the next thing it's two sisters and he probably was just like I can't work under these conditions <laughs> I'm gonna hear about the real world from women yeah. <laughs> um, it's um yeah it was uh it was I don't remember even I think I saw the full movie of, of like the full trilogy. I think yeah of the Matrix. The greatest scene in that uh, whole. You ever watch like a, a movie scene and it's a, like a death scene and you go, man, if I could go out, that's sort of like how I would want to go out. Okay, like, that's an interesting. And, and it's similar to like a, a a blaze of glory. But remember, like when Cipher uh, like basically narks on them, and yeah. then they get surrounded in that building. There's a character in that movie named Mouse. He's like a, like a little guy, a programmer. And he's just sort of like, he doesn't oh, go on yeah, the mission. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't go on the mission, but he white stays kid. behind. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. At some point, he's like, he gets a call from Tank and he goes like, you know, they, uh, they're, they're, coming, they're coming for you. you. Like, run. 
So yeah. he, 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 he drops his shit and he looks around all panicked and he like opens the curtain. It's just a brick wall. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah. downloaded a brick wall so that he couldn't get out. And then it's like these SWAT team guys that approach the door that he's at. And he just like quickly, like frantically picks up these two like Tommy guns. Oh, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then they bust the door open and he just turns to them and then and just starts like unloading. You're right. I'm like, and then when they start shooting him, you could just tell he's still shooting and like trying to just take as much as he can. And I'm like, that's how I would want to fucking go. Just like I know I'm screwed, just, yeah, but I yeah, at yeah. least have two Tommy guns and a which, pretty cool suit and which, shades. <laughs> pretty cool suit and shades. You just want to die in a leather trench coat? I do. Shades. <laughs> well, that links to like the fucking the Scarface death, you know? Like you're oh, yeah. behind a desk full of coke and a machine gun, and you're just blasting people, and eventually you get killed. But that one is like, a, it's cool to a point. Like his going on a blaze of glory was like, he blows through the door and he's talking shit. And he's like, oh yeah, you know, you're like that. And then I, like he keeps shooting. Yeah. And then at one point they open fire on him, disarming him. Yeah. And he just won't die, I guess, because he's on so much coke. <laughs> he's and then he's like, I take your fucking bullet. I take your <laughs> fucking bullet. And then that guy comes up from behind with a double barrel and then blows out his spine through his stomach. And then he does that awful gurgle and then falls into his like his indoor pool thing or whatever. <laughs> yes. and, and I, I'm like, that was cool. Yeah. When he was getting shot and not going down. But then with that shot from behind, I'm like, ooh, that sucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That like, sucked. like, you know who I really liked if you're talking like gangster movies where someone died, right? Um, is uh, is Sonny in the fucking Godfather. But his death, like, there's no fight or anything like that. You remember he goes through the, the fucking toll booth and they just, like, the guy put ducks his head down and he looks around and then they just start blasting. Yeah. Um, uh, the fucking through the toll booth, everything, and he's like riddled with bullets. Is that's why the Matrix one is better because at least he can fight back. Sonny yeah. just gets murked. Yeah, just that's gotta suck. Like, remember in Casino, you ever watch Casino? Like, yeah, where yeah. Uh, they bring Pesci and his brother out to like some cornfield and then they they beat them like half oh, to death yeah, with yeah, yeah. aluminum bats, which and then bury them alive. Yeah, you and your brother dying next to that's fuck that's horrible. And you know that, they that they, is like that is like the worst nightmare ever. And they mashed his brother first too. So imagine seeing your brother's limp body hitting the quick like, turn. Yeah, they're making you watch them beat him. Like it's, and, and he wasn't and after all the beat you just go like please just hit me hard enough that 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 kills me. Like <laughs> yeah. I don't want to keep feeling aluminum bats everywhere. <laughs> like that's a terrible that's a fucked up way to go man so i remember it, that one was a like a bad scene like shit and, it's and gotta Pesci be, was such a dick in that movie too oh i know was, he was he's fucking he couldn't stop every time i watch that movie so casino's like my maybe my favorite gangster movie just yeah. because they're such like cunts in the movie like they're yeah. bad and goodfellas and stuff but pesci is such a fucking asshole who's digging his grave and he so won't bad, yeah. stop. And the best part is like that scene in Casino, the guy who kills him too is the guy that he he kills 
in the bar in Goodfellas. So like the director decided to like, you know, choose or the writer decided to choose him as the character because it's like his way of getting revenge for getting killed. Like he was the one with the pen in the neck or pen in the eye or whatever. Mm. Um, but you look at the other great death scene by uh, Pesci is in Goodfellas. Like maybe that's the way to go is to like, he realizes it. He's like, oh no, they're going to kill me. And then they blast. You remember he just goes, oh no. And then they blast him at the oh, back of the yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you kind of have a real, <laughs> so you don't, you don't wake up like, let, again, let's say heaven exists. You don't wake up in heaven and you're like, wait, how the fuck did I get here? You had your moment. You realized it, but no pain. Blast. You know what's funny about Pesci, dude? Like, like you were just thinking about it, like how he gets killed in these movies. Like yeah. he's always like being fucked up. But we gotta be honest that he's he didn't suffer more than by the hands of Kevin McAllister in <laughs> Home Alone. <laughs> like, I think that movie, like just watching him get fucked up, like with all these traps, um, yeah, and so, <laughs> that told like Hollywood, like this guy's good to hurt. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's so hurtable. He's so hurtable. And the best part of that movie is that they really wanted Pesci still, right? Mm. So, and I watched like a short, like one hour documentary about that movie is they still wanted Pesci, right? They wanted Pesci to be Pesci, right? So he still wants to do the accent and everything like that, right? Mm. Um, But he can't swear. It's a kid's movie. It's a family movie, right? He can't swear. So if you watch that whole movie, He's swearing under his breath and making up mumbles. So he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Which is just yeah. Pesci wanted to be like, this fucking kid, I'm going to stab this fucking kid in his fucking neck. <laughs> I would love to see the outtakes of that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where like he actually like slips up a few F-bombs in front of uh, Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> um, <laughs> Macaulay looking around all nervously. See if Michael oh. Jackson's around. <laughs> and his evil parents standing by being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So sign over that check to us. Yes. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Culkin. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to interview Mr. and Mrs. Culkin. Did anyone ever interview them? Uh, we'd so. like I mean, to bring I've to never... our show, to the Goblin and Ogre show, famous piece of shit parents, Mr. Yeah. and Mrs. Culkin. Okay. <laughs> we need to aim a little bit higher with our guests. Let's try to get on the phone with the Culkins. <laughs> I think we always... first talked to their lawyer. Yeah. You know what's always fucked up about that? Is that you know he had like a brother and a sister who were in movies too? Like what happened to yeah. them? They didn't make the cut, man. No, they, they they weren't cute enough. I mean, but they did make them, some money. So if he left his parents, like he emancipated himself, did his parents still get all that cut from the other kids? What was the, the name of his brother, Kieran, or whatever? That it, sounds right. Um, I think that's because he was also in Home Alone, and he was in a few indie flicks. And yes, Kieran yeah. Culkin. Yeah, like like that guy did a lot of stuff. Um, like they must have made money off of him unless he emancipated himself too. Yeah, like all these fucking celebrity, like child celebrities always have like deranged relationships with their parents. Like it really is like they're like, they don't look at them like parents. They look at them like pimps. Like they were just pimped out by their folks. Yeah, because they were. (laughs) Their their parents (laughs) who realize 
with good reason that their ki- their cute kids are commodities and they can make money off of it. Like, do you really think that type of evil, they have any regrets? Maybe if no. they save their money properly, those parents are like, no regrets. Uh, we have a beautiful home. Um, I mean, we, we don't hear from Macaulay Culkin and he looks like a fucking scarecrow, but you know, this house is paid for. Jesus Christ. You know that like Jake the snake, uh, his father uh, raped his like 13 year old mom and yeah. got her pregnant. And then he still had, like, a relationship with the dad. I I saw some documentary where they're just, like, outside, like, like hanging out and just not talking. Yeah. Imagine being that dude. Like, you're a a fucking, like, a a pedophile rapist. Yeah. And then (laughs) you take care of the kid. (laughs) 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 What a sucker. And then you find oh, out wow. 18 years later, you finally do a DNA test, and it was some other rapist baby. <laughs> <laughs> it was your friend Chad. <laughs> it's friend like... Chad. You double teamed her, <laughs> but you took care of the baby. <laughs> it was your friend Blake the Snake. Oh, my even... <laughs> <laughs> the less popular. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that was I, uh, a good, uh, I forget what documentary. It was a wrestling documentary. Yeah, he had. Well, there was there was behind the mat where he was kind of featured in, and then he had his own documentary called like the redemption the redemption of Jake the Snake or the something of Jake the Snake, where it's basically him getting off all the drugs and alcohol that he's on. Oh, okay. So it's like, um, okay, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know if I saw that one. So it's just basically about his alcohol and drug recovery yeah because uh fucking do you know about that diamond dallas page ddp it's me it's me it's ddp uh saved his life because he ddp is like big into yoga he has ddp yoga shout out to ddp yoga right now um and he like took uh jake the snake into his house and basically like rehabbed him like said like i'll just stay at my house and rehabbed him uh and now, like, his life is okay or whatever. And then he did the same thing with famous uh, Hispanic, not Hispanic wrestler, Razor Ramon slash Scott Hall. Mm-hmm. He did. I saw that. That, yeah. that one was pretty incredible, like, as far as, like, how deep into alcoholism uh, he was. I know. And how he was like, basically in a wheelchair at that point. Oh, my God. just drinking so much. The wrestlers? fascinating i'll watch any documentary like about get, wrestlers if you're drunk and you're in a wheelchair can you get fucked up like can you get busted for t u y just going home <laughs> just like running a red light on your wheelchair <laughs> fuck you cop <laughs> cop's dick so he makes you walk the line uh, get up Ramon and uh, was- don't wobble Exactly. Riz Ramon was fucking a great character. Man. I know. Like, I was rewatching he... it recently. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. Hey, hey yo, Chico, Riz Ramon here. You know, and you're just watching. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> who thought of this? I like the feud he had with Goldust, who um like was like his secret admirer yeah yeah and he would send them like love letters <laughs> and razor ramon was like disgusted by it <laughs> it's just like reading the note like 
I think you're very handsome, <laughs> and I think we need to get together. No, chico. You know, like, <laughs> no, chico. I'm, this PG bro. Exactly. <laughs> Could you exactly this maricon too? This so, like, <laughs> Razor, we can't put that on your, uh, on your promo. <laughs> Goldust was the greatest character ever. He was like I yeah. couldn't stop watching that guy. I everything, every skit, every sketch, every match he had. Yep. It was so fucking interesting. It was like this guy's the best. This guy. He was. He I literally was like my top. He was in my top three favorite wrestlers just he because be. of how fucking entertaining he was. Yeah, and he had like, his own. Uh, he had his own demons. That guy. Oh yeah. Yeah, because uh, he he Dustin, had a falling out with his dad, Dustin. Dustin. Uh, Oh fuck! Rhodes, Rhodes, Rhodes. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Dusty Rhodes' son, Dustin Rhodes, he had his own demons. He's part of that famous. You ever hear about that famous uh, flight where like all the wrestlers got fucked up and like harassed the the stewardesses and fought each other on the flight? Mm. Did you ever hear about that one? Oh, fu- okay. After this podcast, I'm gonna send you uh, a video of like wrestlers talking about it. But like, it was just. Basically, they all got fucked up and started, like, wrestling each other on the flight. And they're drinking stuff. They're, like, grabbing <laughs> stewardesses' asses and stuff. It's oh, like wow. A fam- it's like a famous flight, like, the day the wrestlers went too far. Um, I think William Regal full-on slapped some wrestler who thinks he's tough or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it's not Regal. Maybe it was somebody else. But it's uh, – There was a big melee on a plane flight. with giant wrestlers. Basically, it, but it's not just a man. Like they're also like just harassing people and stuff. I have to figure out it has a name. Like you know, it's like in history books, it's known as like flight something something or whatever, and it's and it's famous for it. I'm sure <coughs> your friend, uh, the shark who who loves wrestling, would know what I'm talking about right now. But uh, it's, you remember X Pac? Oh, X Pac. I hate. I had a love hate relationship for X Pac. Oh, when he was a one, two, three kid, I couldn't stand him. I just wanted to see him get crushed. <laughs> the one, two, three kid. He would do like a spin kick and like that. Like he, he, he was just really not cool. And um, you want to see him get like killed. But like the X Pac character, he was just the sh- mostly like a shit disturber. Yeah. And uh, but I was gonna say about that guy, uh, he's great to listen to like as far as like an interview goes sean oh, he, or something uh, yeah i think that's what it is but he's like on some like random uh, interviews with wrestling type yeah, yeah interviewers yeah. and he tells some backstage stories that are fucking crazy he he told the story of how like mark henry the world's strongest man ate a subway sandwich that was filled with shit they put shit in his subway oh, sandwich God. And he said that he said that he was kind of being a dick. He kind of had his sub out and then he was going to go do a match and then come back. And he just told everybody in the room, like, don't fuck with my sub type of thing. And he left. Yeah, yeah. And then he said that they put chunks of shit in his sub. The guy came back, ate all of it, sucked his fingers and didn't even notice oh that he had just eaten God. fucking human shit. <laughs> You know what's funny though? It's always told from like the perspective of like them, like oh he was being an asshole or whatever. 
I yeah. only hear from other wrestlers that Mark Henry was a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> X-Pac was a fucking prick that was part of the clique. Yeah. It's like, you, you know what's, you, you want to laugh? Watch, watch videos, interviews of uh, fucking, what's his name? Uh, the giant guy. It's killing me now. Uh, 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 Scott, not Scott Hall's like best friend. What was it? Nash. Uh, Kevin Nash. Watch interviews of fucking Kevin Nash. He's he shits on everyone on and talks shit about everyone. Dre or anything on YouTube. Oh, Just yeah. watch Kevin he Nash. Care. He doesn't care. He's such a prick. And everybody, everybody who's not part of the clique talks about how what a piece of shit Kevin Nash is. Everybody hates him. Yeah, you could tell he's a motherfucker and a half. Like you could just tell he's like a guy that would that would just look at you at like with with that look of like yeah, yeah. like you're garbage basically. And he's an infu- you could tell that he would be just an infuriating guy to deal yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. And um, he's huge. And yeah, so. so you can't really fuck with him unless you're like the fucking giant. Or I mean, Mark Henry probably could have fucked with people. You know, what I heard never got fucked with was mm. and there's a great clip. It's uh, do you remember Ron Simmons slash Farouk? Yeah, Farouk, right of the APA or like the acolytes yeah. or whatever. Um, so apparently, like Farouk is just a guy you do not fuck with. And then you remember the Steiner brothers? Oh yeah, I uh, heard Rick stories Steiner. about those guys. Yeah, 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 big bad, big bad booty daddy, right? Big Scott pop, Steiner. Pop. Yeah, yeah. So apparently that was their thing. They used to just fuck with people. Like, you know, go in the change room, throw them in lockers, throw shit at them. Like, they were bullies. Like, they found that yeah. funny. Right? And apparently, uh, they, they, someone asked, like, they were doing fucking with someone or whatever. And then somebody turns to Farouk and they're like, hey, hey Ron, they ever fuck with you like that? And he just looks at him and he goes, fuck no. And then turns around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, and the guy said, like, everyone just knew. Don't fuck with Farouk. Farouk yeah. benches like 8 million pounds. Do not touch that man. Leave him alone. You know who was more feared than Farouk? Haku? Uh, remember Meng. Yeah. Meng, yeah. Haku, the wild, Haku the Wild Samoan or Meng. Or, yeah, yeah. Apparently that guy guys, was a fucking psycho. That guy, they just said like, like guys twice as thick and twice yeah. as tall as him would not fuck with him. Yeah. They're just heard, like, that guy will murder you. Like, there's a story of how he pulled some dude's eyeball out I, or some That's shit. the one I was going to bring yeah. up. I heard about that. that. Like, you tear a man's eyeball out. Is that Haku or Hafa? I just remember him as Meng. Meng. Like, Meng. M-E-N-G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, there was something. So I didn't want to get back to it before. Like, we're not ending our podcast right now. We still have our news clip. I want to tease that because I got a good one. But you mentioned Ricky Bobby, which... Uh, I, a couple people, uh, messaged me about that. They were big fans of the Ricky Bobby stuff. Ricky Bobby mm. Stroganoff, whose comedy we listened to. My brother loved it. Loved it. Yeah. He, after our podcast, he put it on his, uh, big screen TV at home to make his wife watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, nice. uh, I, what I wanted to mention about that is, so I watched, uh, for the first time, and I'll ask you if you've seen it, I watched The Joker last night, right? Oh, the Joaquin thing? Yeah. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, right? And as a comedian, I was sitting watching this movie and being like, 
I have been sitting at a comedy show waiting to go up many a times and seen a Joker-like character just there bombing the way he bombed in that movie but this awkward like you know he keeps laughing telling, he keeps laughing yeah. but it wasn't just that it was like his thoughts were just kind of general thoughts and ramblings and people are laughing out of awkwardness i just i was sitting watching that movie picturing ricky bobby killing people <laughs> like, <laughs> killing people <laughs> Did you, did that movie speak to you? Not speak to you, but like give you uh, like fucking Vietnam flashbacks of being at like an open mic and some guy goes on and like just says some weird shit? Um, I, I mean, I, I, I know what you mean for sure. And thinking about it now, because when I watched The Joker, I was just like, I was just watching it just to watch yeah. it. Um, when it came to the stand-up comedy stuff and how he's like... Uh, like a failed comic, basically. Yeah. I think, honestly, they're, especially at open mics, uh, there's a Joker every night. Like, there's always a guy there. That's what I'm saying. That is, is like, you know, like you, you meet some real characters who have, like, clinical depression. You got yeah, guys yeah. who are borderline schizophrenic. You got guys who are obvious alcoholics. You got guys yeah. who are very young. So... You even just got straight up disturbed individuals who who want to be heard, so they go up there and they think being funny is easy. Um, so, and then when they bomb, like I, I've even been there. I've had moments where I I burst out laughing in public, and <laughs> you know, and yeah, yeah. people look at you like you're weird. And, and really, I am laughing because something's something's funny, but it's even funnier because I'm laughing while still feeling like anger, hatred, misery. So you, you have okay. that feeling, but you're kind of laughing at the same time, and that makes it funnier. I know. It's ridiculous. But my argument is I remember there being there's a difference between like a comic who is bombing, right? Like a comic, you're just bombing. Your jokes are not funny. They're not going well. And then you get off stage and you're like, fuck, you know? But you can tell. You can see it in the eyes. That's a normal person, mostly, yeah. right? And he just had a bad set. And maybe even – I'm not even saying this is someone who will have a good set eventually. There's guys and girls who bomb all the time, all the time, every time they're up. But at the same time, you see normal in their eyes. You know, they just – this is their dream, and they're trying to make it happen. And they go home, and they change that joke slightly and come back and still bomb. But then once in a while, there's like a character. There's someone on stage, and you're like, this person, I can see it in his eyes. It's different. He's fucked up, and he will he would do something to someone. I think my favorite story was back when you and I met. Um, this is not a story about us, but doing uh, the, the comedy bar bucket show. I used to have like – I would do that show, and uh, someone who was on the show before, Felix, would invite all our friends out because Felix would do the mic too. Right. Yeah. And I remember all my friends sat in the two front first rows, packed the front row. Right. And this older guy came up, but he wasn't like real old, just like maybe 50 or something like that. Right. And he's telling these weird ass jokes and just the vibe. You could feel it in the air everywhere in the room. Everyone's creeped out and do doesn't trust this guy. 
Yeah. Doesn't trust him at all. He's saying some weird shit. You can tell he's kind of going for a joke, but still, it's some weird shit. And then he starts talking about the pills he takes and, like, you know, shit. I don't remember. It was just, like, everyone in the room was uncomfortable, was uncomfortable. Yeah. and didn't trust him. And then he had a fanny pack. And then I remember <laughs> he opens it to reach in and get something. And you saw it on everyone's faces and body language in the room. And I remember my friend was there with his now wife. Yeah. He backed up like this and put his hand over her chest to like protect her somehow. Right. Yeah. Because you saw it on their face when he reached into that fanny pack, they thought he was going to pull off like one of those little stub nose uh, yeah. pistols, revolvers, and the just start scum, blasting. scumbags and detectives carry those, by the way. <laughs> yeah, scumbag detectives and yeah. scumbags. That's how you know a detective is on the take, is if he has they a stuffed a nose. nose. <laughs> yeah, <something> exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, and then the story ends boring because he pulled out his pills in his fanny pack and took one while he was on stage. <laughs> I would have just shouted, take more. <laughs> <laughs> Chug it. Chug it. <laughs> oh, God. Do you remember ever, like, see, does it, did any comic stick out in your head besides Ricky Bobby Stroganoff that you saw and you're like, I'll never forget that guy? Um, or girl? Let me think. I mean... You know what's funny? It used to be, I guess, uh, when I first saw uh, Josh Infold, I, I thought he was like an interesting guy, and so yeah, I yeah, liked yeah. a lot of his jokes. Um, it was funny because a long time ago, I was on a, a date with, like, I guess my ex girlfriend at that time, and um, she, uh, or I was on a date with my ex girlfriend at, at, at yeah, that yeah. time, yeah. Um, and he pointed at her out or something and did his uh, froggy style joke on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like, you know, froggy style is like when I, uh, something like I fuck you from behind and give you warts. <laughs> yeah, it was a great joke. <laughs> and I remember that made me laugh so hard uh, that that always just like, I'm always, I'm going to always remember that because that was a good, yeah, yeah, yeah. That gave me a good laugh and, and fuck her. So like, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, that's what makes it funny. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, there's been a couple of guys that uh, people have gone up that I, you know, I, I think are, are good. Todd Graham is somebody that I really like. And um, he's somebody, he's another guy that early on, uh, he uh, he would do his jokes from, he would he pretend like he was reading it from like yeah, a yeah, playing yeah, card. Yeah. That was his thing. Yeah. That, I, I thought that was fun. I, I just... I yeah, like but those are delivery. good comics. I'm talking about a fucking a weirdo that stuck out in your head like that one night. Like I have another one. Well, I was at Yuck Yucks and uh, this vampire woman, like she was dressed like a vampire or a goth or something like that, did the full five minutes to silence. Not even uncomfortable laughter, silence. And then got oh. off stage <laughs> and walked away and I just... Keep it, uh, hey, uh, keep it going for Hacula. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing a, a comedy show. I don't know who the guy was, but I was with uh, the shark, and it was super uncomfortable because he was one of those guys who was overly confident with his ability to be funny. He right. was just an open micer, so 
he goes up on stage and he's he's like, hey, uh, you know, how's everybody doing? This and that, and he does a set, and then, or no, I, the way I remember it is he immediately like went into people always ask me, like, is this really how you talk? And then he does this. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Why would I talk oh. like that? <laughs> and it was just silence. And then he just kept going with that energy and bombed the rest of his time up oh there. Oh my god! And but wait, that what? first joke, like it got, it was supposed to get like at least a polite, oh, oh, oh silly yeah, 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 type of thing. But, but it, it got just nothing. <laughs> People just stared at him. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I have to respect about that. You ever have your like your first easy lob joke? fucking bomb and then it just hits you in your brain you're like i know the rest of this is not going well like you know it's like it's just one of those bad starts that you know well you're not going to win them back it's not coming back it's like you were trying to you know shoot for the air but you got tagged in the head and now you're trying to crawl off your balcony to finish yourself off (laughs) like i'm dying i accidentally just shot myself in the head and now i'm dying i I was at the the, soon enough I was at the bucket show at comedy bar again, back in the day. And I remember I had just, it was the mistake. Like this used to be the feeling like when early open mic is like, you you have a few good sets and then you think, Oh, I'm a good comedian. Now you have that false sense of confidence. And I had that. Right. Cause I started like people were enjoying my little riffs. Cause I thought I was cute and I riff off the top or whatever. And I mm-hmm. saw this girl and I said, mm-hmm. Oh, look at you. You look like a, a Filipino princess peach. Right? Because she was wearing like a pink dress or I don't know what. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the quiet after that was so, and you saw it on her face too. She was like, fuck you, don't talk to me or whatever. Right? And, oh, but wow. like, no, it wasn't just her. No one was with it. And then I just kind of puttered my jokes along for another four minutes and got off oh, stage. Oh, no. Like a sad sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, that's that. That's one of those like it's, it really especially sucks when it happens early in the set mm-hmm. because you have to like how do you? But have you ever seen anybody die and then bring it back to life? A couple times. I can't think of a specific time, but like you know, there's always the es- escape of like mess fuck with yourself, you know, and then they laugh and then you just go. You you know, it's almost like you're catching like a a slipstream like you get them to laugh a little bit and then you just kind of change the subject and keep going and then people weren't paying attention that they used to hate you yeah i um the only i remember once i um i went up on it was at the comedy bar i think it was the bucket show uh-huh. and i wasn't having a particularly good set yeah and um like start to finish it just wasn't going well but i had a full glass of beer on me yeah and i was like about to leave so i think i went to adjust the mic handle and it tipped onto my glass and kind of spilt it like like i spilt beer on me yeah, yeah, yeah. and and there was a few people in the room and i just hear somebody go oh like, <laughs> like they felt bad for me and then i'm like i can't leave like this so then i just start like, like I, I put it to my and i start chugging it and chugging it and, and and it's halfway and then all i hear in the back is like yeah yeah, yeah, and then I like, all started getting into it, like chug it, chug it, chug it. Yeah, and, then yeah. started, and then I finished it, and and I think I pretty much belched and said goodbye, and I got a almost like a standing ovation, pretty much for that. 
bombed the whole thing, pathetically spilt beer on myself, yeah. chugged it, and then they loved me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you asked, that's not you turning it around, really. Like, none of your talent did any of that. You oh, that's just, talent. You, just, you moved from being a comedian to a court jester. Yeah. But I still, I got off with the, uh, with, <laughs> with the approval. You asshole, you're like, listen, the, the laughs and claps count. I'm just picturing work. you getting off stage like you're a fucking gunner in the Old West. <laughs> got another one in my belt. <laughs> I think I killed. I, think, I just walked out going like, oh, guys, bro, I smashed that. I show. smashed. <laughs> I'm just drunk. Um, okay, I want to do, since we're towards the end of our podcast, I want to get to our, our news clip. So this one, I'm going to admit, I saw it, and I just really wanted to do it. Usually, this one's three years old. So who knows? Maybe some people heard about this story a long time ago. But it was like, it's just, I saw it, and I'm like, okay, I really want to do this one. Um, cool. Okay, so let me, uh, let me share my screen with audio, too, because I'm getting really better at this. This is like I think I'm I'm really upping my sharing game. Cool. Oh, <laughs> I thought you would you would either disagree or something, but you're just like, yeah, you know, you really have. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean, you do fuck up quite a bit, but I know. We'll see. Uh, all right, let me know if you can hear this. Yep. This talkative <laughs> parrot helped finger a killer. <laughs> Finger a killer. Right. I know that was the best <laughs> wording. <laughs> oh, Two fingers or three. Polly want to penetrate. I don't know. <laughs> Some weird new prison system torture. Yeah. <laughs> Let a parrot finger they you. They capture a pigeon and they make him fuck your ass with its face. Like, <laughs> they put seeds in there. Okay. <laughs> the bird's owner, 45-year-old Marty Durham, was found shot to death at his home outside Grand Rapids, Michigan. His wife was also found badly injured with a gunshot wound to the head. Cops at first thought they were both crime victims. Then, I mean, he's at least a crime victim being married to that fucking schlub of a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, she she does look like she can give it to him though, like uh, <laughs> with a dough roller. Yeah, fucking three parrot finger him. <laughs> yeah, she she does look like she could like prepare a mean like stew pigeon. <laughs> oh yeah. Then the parrot named Bud turned into a stool pigeon. Suddenly, squawks. <laughs> There's your stool pigeon joke, by the way. He, this guy was like you know that's what i love about some news stories is you know whoever's like running it found this story and then said oh guys i got it we're gonna fit stool pigeon into this report somehow it'll be hilarious <laughs> it's it's just like those headlines you see for newspapers where they try to think of a funny like headline joke or whatever like it could be the most serious story but if they can fit in something in the headline like stool pigeon They'll do it. Oh, like a like a thief like breaks into the Heinz like sort of factory and police can't get him, so like they couldn't catch up. Like, yes. something like that. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Heinz thief gets away. Police couldn't catch up. 
fuck news you. makes me sick. <laughs> you, ever, you ever just read that and go, fuck you? Yeah, yes, <laughs> every time. Yeah. When I heard stool pigeon, that was my thought. I'm like, ah, oh, ah, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like Chucky in the elevator in Child's Play. When the lady like sees him and goes, what an ugly doll. And then the like elevator takes off and he just goes, fuck you. What sounded like a reenactment of the murder. <laughs> Had a foul mouth argument broken out between <laughs> husband and wife. And it ends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bitch, why won't you die? <laughs> <laughs> Your pussy's dry. Never <laughs> <laughs> <was> my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> she sucked my dick way better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't find you attractive anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Why won't you die? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> Your sister's better. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could kill you again. <laughs> I felt it. I literally don't so the, shoot. Don't fucking shoot. Shoot. Wow. <laughs> that's dark. That poor yeah. bird. <laughs> yeah. And that that fucking bird I, I'm pretty sure doesn't understand English. It no. could just speak it. <laughs> that that bird's a narc. <laughs> oh my god. I will know I, I will say I'm definitely if I ever get married, I am uh, buying a parrot is my wedding gift to the girl. <laughs> <laughs> she never fucking kills me. Just <laughs> as an insurance. Or if you want to be really dark, you teach the parrot words that make it seem like you didn't kill her, and then kill her. Does that make sense? Oh, so it'd probably like the bird would have to say something like, ah, "I love you, honey. Ah, I'll never hurt you. Ah, don't, hurt don't, don't hurt my wife, please. <laughs> don't hurt my wife. <laughs> Take me instead." <laughs> 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 kill, kill your wife that's so dark um oh my favorite part of the story is if you when you find out who this lady is mm -hmm. really felt what the bird was going through bud is an african gray parrot like this one they are a very intelligent species and are especially good at mimicking human speech animal experts say african grays are very sensitive to traumatic events <laughs> Prosecutor Ellsworth. It'd be funny if like the birds started aiming. He's like, ah, African gays. Ah. <laughs> no, grays. No, grays. Ah. <laughs> Africans are gay. Ah. <laughs> you're, you're at the bottom of the list of inside edition. Fucking ah. <laughs> 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 birds. <laughs> you're only slightly above the fluff piece guy. <laughs> 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 Can't wait for sports. Defense. <laughs> <laughs> Prosecutor Ellsworth Stay says he believes the parrot witnessed everything. The parrot was in the home when the murder was committed. Following an investigation, Glenna... <laughs> that's, that's probably not a good look for arrest, is to be that smiley. Yeah. 
it's like it's not your fucking high school graduation picture like you're, <laughs> you're being arrested <laughs> she looks what? mid-speech did they take their fucking prison photo like as a candid shot right it's like she's asking the the photographer about his day like yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey you know what you just uh you talk around and i'll just take a bunch of pictures and we'll find the right one i want it to be natural Oh, I would love it if you just said, shut up, fatso, like immediately after. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. And I love that she must be in prison now, and they call her the parrot bitch. <laughs> Peaches get stitches. <laughs> you know, they're making parrot noises. They're just so fuck with her. Like, she's in her cell. She's at night, all yours. <laughs> was it worth it? <laughs> <laughs> what's that shit called? Um, like, what's that fucking early release parole? Yeah, <laughs> Polly wants parole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Durham was charged with murder, accused of shooting her husband five times, then turning the gun on herself in a failed suicide attempt. Oh, which saddest thing in the world is a failed suicide attempt. Oh, yeah. What a fucking goof you must feel like when you wake up in the hospital not dead. Right. And, and just like somebody coming up to you going, that was a close one, wasn't it? Like... <laughs> 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 yeah. Why that... kill him? I don't know, go he on. had some financial problems on the day of the murder their house was being sold in a sheriff's sale which is a foreclosure type proceeding glenna durham was just convicted and was clearly not happy with the verdict oh i, wa I want you to enjoy how mad she gets it's so funny <laughs> wow can i imagine i'm yeah. oh. the parrot is now <laughs> she, she was, sorry let me go back you know how much she probably wants to just eat that bird? <laughs> just clean her teeth with his bones. Make exactly. like a necklace completely out of his skeleton. I want to know who bought the bird. Like, if the guy bought the bird, that's hilarious. But it's funnier if she bought the bird and the bird fucked her. And he's yeah. like, I don't want a fucking bird. I don't want a bird. They're annoying. Even. It's expensive. She's like, I want it. I want it. It's what are we going to do? It's not like we're going to lose all our, our money in a foreclosure. Yeah. And this whole time he's been trying to convince her to get rid of the bird. <laughs> Instead, <laughs> she got rid of him. <laughs> the bird fucking <laughs> ratted on her. All right. So this is my favorite part. Bud the Parrot is now in the custody of the murder victim's ex-wife, Christina Keller. When <laughs> so, what? The bird. I, I don't know if he guess he didn't have any kids or siblings or whatever. So his bird went to his ex-wife. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which, she pretends to be like, oh, you know, I guess she, that she still loves him or whatever. Words. I feel like it's being relived in front of me. My house goes cold. But you can see it in her face. That's not sadness. She probably fucking hated him. And every yeah. day she she got custody of the bird thinking like, you know what? I'm going to take this bird and I can, it can remind me that he's fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's just there laughing in her household. Don't shoot. And she's like, <laughs> take that bitch.
And she just likes to pretend that in a way it is him and he's just locked in a cage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> His soul is trapped in the bird. <laughs> oh, that's sinister. Oh, my God. With the feelings, the emotions of that night. So the final chapter in the case of the parrot that witnessed the murder has now been closed. No, no, Glenna Durham faces life in prison at her sentencing at the end of next month. <laughs> oh, no. That's... Don't fucking shoot! <laughs> you so know how we play dark. that fucking woman who tells like, your father should have swallowed or whatever at the end? <laughs> We're going to play that bird at the end of this episode. No, that's going to gonna be added to our clips now. Don't fucking shoot! I'm going to throw it at the end of every episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want more tools, man. Like, I want, <laughs> oh I want a Ricky Bobby Stroganoff soundboard. I do. We, I, I have to start working on my own soundboard. Like, and I'll send it to both of us because that's so fun. Don't fucking shoot! Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> fucking god dies next good. to his bird. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! All and what right. a dumb bitch! Like, like, <laughs> what, what did she think that to kill the bird too? Like, this thing talks. Like, and there's no way the bird started like months later when she didn't have it anymore. You know, she had gone home yeah. while they're going through the trial and everything, and the bird's still talking. <laughs> and she's like, ah, "It'll, it'll, it's, ah, it'll be fine." <laughs> and then somebody came over, and the they're police like, "Are saying." The police are just telling her, we know everything. It's like, how? It's like, really? <laughs> Someone comes over oh, and they're like, like... Wherever the witness like signature is, it's just yeah. bird shit. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, we are, we've reached the end of our podcast. Um, We've talked about uh, movies we hated. Uh, what would you like to know in the world? And then a pair witnessing a murder. You don't have to relate any of this to that, but it, it's time for Lee's final thoughts. Lee's final thoughts. Um, yeah, I, I like birds. Uh, parrots are annoying because they can talk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I would have loved it it ended there. Yeah, I like birds. <laughs> Just <laughs> You know, it just that could have been a great place to uh, end it at. Sorry, go ahead. You love birds. Uh, I think everybody uh, should have one because you never know when your psychotic, overweight spouse is going to decide to end your life. <laughs> that is the moral <laughs> of this episode. Thank you, yes. everyone. Get a bird. Yeah. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Listen to the next podcast. Thank you.